Da. <laughs> oh dear. So uh, this week's raw rating was a uh, one point seven, which you know it's about typically bad. Hey, it's been worse, and no doubt it will get worse within uh, very quickly by the summer. God knows how low that's going to be, but. <laughs> The, the the icing on the cake with this is a documentary about Sesame Street uh, quite easily beat Raw in the same time slot. It got 2.3 million viewers. So people would rather watch a documentary about Sesame Street than watch Raw, which is uh, glorious. Now, just, it's just, it tells you all you need to know, because let's be real. Let's be real here. Sesame Street is a show in which people can learn from. Children can learn. And they don't get their in- in- intelligence insulted, unlike on the WWE's program. I mean, I mean, let's 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 just take a look at what they're calling their next pay per view, WrestleMania Backlash. Now, there could be a multitude of reasons why they're calling it that. The obvious one being they're trying to milk some more off the WrestleMania name, but the other one could be, if you look at it, it's, for years the implication has always been when Backlash used to happen after WrestleMania, it was the Backlash from WrestleMania. Pretty much anyone could read between the lines and figure that one out. However, the WWE likes to insult the intelligence of its audience so much, they're basically now having to spell that out for them. Hey guys, look, it's the WrestleMania backlash. And then the what the most people will probably think, yeah, this is stupid, but a lot of the dumb fans nowadays would be like, Oh whoa, I never knew that. Whoa. But there you go. But there you have it. But the Sesame Street beating, beating Raw in the ratings is hilarious for a multitude of reasons, though. Because, let's be honest, even if you look at it as a nostalgia thing now, apparently it was a documentary about 50 years of Sesame Street. Just say it's a nostalgia thing. People would rather watch, rather get a nostalgia kick from Sesame Street than going back to the WWE. There you go. I mean, it tells you everything there. It tells you everything there. And I know that there'll be a... I think what network was on, I believe it was ABC, so there'll be the usual excuse to say, ah, well, you know, not enough people have cable now and all this stuff, so that's probably why. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay. But here's the funny thing. That 2.3 that the Sesame Street documentary did actually beat SmackDown a lot of the time on Fox. Now, a lot of the time, the WWE apologists will be like, ah, oh, but look at the SmackDown ratings. SmackDown ratings are great. It does about 2 million. It's it's doing well if it gets above 2 million. And it's like, these numbers aren't great. Fox has a much higher reach than the USA Network. So, so bragging about that really isn't bragging about anything. To be honest with you, Raw would probably do roughly the same if it was on US, if it was on Fox roughly the same ones as SmackDown if it was on Fox. And vice versa, if SmackDown was on USA, it would probably do roughly the same as Raw. Maybe SmackDown would be a bit higher with Roman Reigns being there, and maybe Raw would be a bit lower. But And let's be in this whole, oh, they're, they're both great shows. No, they're not. They're both fucking shite. I haven't watched SmackDown in six months, but every time I hear a review of it, 90% of the time, the main event is Jey Uso getting jobbed out in the main event. A couple of weeks ago, apparently, they had Cesaro and Jey Uso as the main event. Who the fuck is going to watch that unless you're the absolute hardest of the hardcore? Who the fuck is excited about this? Who the fuck is excited for Cesaro getting a push unless you're, you're the hardest of the hardcore? And it goes right back to you've appealed so much to the niche audience. There's your problem right there in a nutshell. <laughs> But it was hilarious to see this. And here's the kicker, though. Apparently, this 2.3 million for the Sesame Street documentary is actually a disappointment. I googled it, and a lot of the 
articles are saying that this actually isn't a good rating for this. It was expected to do higher. So the fact that Sesame Street can quite handily beat Raw, even with a disappointing rating, kind of tells you all you need to know. I mean, all this... All these greats, though, I mean, you, you had, like, Shane McMahon pouring Nickelodeon slime on Braun Strowman. You've got, like, Mandy Rose and... I, I haven't watched Raw right the way through in a long time, but you hear the reviews, and what I've been doing recently has been, like, recording it, fast-forwarding to the Alexa segments, and I'll get to that. But, you know... <laughs> You hear a bit, you see little bits like apparently they were like the new day were throwing tomatoes at rotten tomatoes in the ring. And you've got like Nia J- um, Mandy Rose playing pranks on Nia Jax and flowing flowers at each other and chucking water on each other. And it's like, what the fuck is this? What is this show? Who is this show for? You know? And then, yeah, to top it off, I mean, I've said these shows are for five-year-olds quite often. They're written for five-year-olds or and for man-children, basically. That's what this the audience they seem to be going for. But, oh, good God, this is an actual... This is hysterical. To see a Sesame Street documentary beat Raw in the ratings handily tells you all you need to know. Tells you all you need to know. Uh, there you go. And to be fair, yeah, the only thing I watched was the Alexa thing. The Alexa and a little puppet Lily. Ah, you know... And on the flip side, I will say this. It was quite good. The little, I've enjoyed the segments thus far. Alexa, again, Alexa's doing a good performance with it, but you just know this is going to go nowhere. I know they're talking about, oh, she's coming for the Raw women's division. At the moment, I'm kind of happy. They've, they've just got this, are doing her own thing backstage, and I quite like it. To be honest, I'm actually quite entertained by it. But you know they'll fuck it up. They fucked up the last thing with her. Once they put her in the ring, this'll be when they fuck it up. They fucked up the last one with her going for the title with Asuka. They put her randomly in the title picture and then f- completely forgot that she was in that. Built her up for the Royal Rumble, then chucked her out. Got all this momentum through the YouTube views, which were going through the roof. Then they chucked, had her get chucked out in seconds. And lo and behold, after you, when she said that message that, hey, we're not really behind her, the YouTube views for her segments never were the same again. You got the odd ones that would rise up, but then again, they, ever, they, would, they just never were the same after that. You want to know why? Because they fucked up the storyline. And then the whole storyline with her and the Fiend and Orton became a repetitive, absolute mess with stupid goo getting spewed up and garbage like that so and here's the thing you can you can already see they're in danger of making this thing with alexa and, and lily backstage repetitive they've done the same sort of setting the same kind of idea three weeks in a row you can already see that this could get very repetitive very quickly now i will say this alexa's performances are great she's doing really well here but another thing is even though she's not associated with Bray Wyatt, it's still a Bray Wyatt-esque storyline. And we all know how this song goes. It starts off promisingly and then gets fucked up and turns into a goofy farce in the end. So we we all know this probably won't go anywhere. They're probably, our first match, uh, and with this sort of new character, I think she'll probably get jobbed out to Dana Brooke. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they're stupid enough to do what they did while at the Rumble, then they're stupid enough to do anything, frankly, at this point in time. So just my thoughts on that. But there you go. But there you have it. It just shows you, though. I mean, Sesame Street is beating raw in the ratings. Come on. that's I, I, I don't really want to talk much about the modern product because I watch the bare minimum of it at the moment, So such as the Alexa segments only. So, But... Good God, it just tells you something right there. 
tells you something right there. And the other thing to note is AEW has been doing quite well, apparently getting up to 1.2 the first week on its own without NXT there. The gap between Raw and AEW is pretty narrow, actually. It's not that big when you think about it now. Which now also comes to the thing, and when, but then you've got all the marks saying, oh, wow, AEW's amazing, look how massive it is, and all this stuff. What a great rating. The fact that 1.2 is classed as a great rating just shows you how low wrestling has got now. If that's what's classed as something to celebrate, it really does show you how low it is. And well, there you go. So if if the day does come that AEW does one day beat Raw, it won't be because AEW has grown so much. It'll be because Raw has shrank so much. It won't be so much through AEW's greatness. It'll be through WWE's incompetence. So there you have it. Oh, speaking of incompetence, though, I don't, again, I don't watch AEW or anything, but they had a great bit of momentum with Tay Conti, and she was actually doing well again. This isn't a coincidence, by the way. She is constantly in highest-rated segments and segments where the ratings spike. And they get, so they gave her a bit of momentum, gave her a title shot last week, and what did they do? Did put the title on her. So there you go. You just leave it on the Japanese woman that no one's heard of. See, there you go. Something like Tay Conti will actually appeal to the very few casual fans you've got. If somebody's flicking through the channels and you see this hot Brazilian chick who's charismatic and entertaining and actually damn good in the ring, if you want to go down the smarky route as well, she's actually the total package. So it's no surprise she actually spikes viewership. But no, you don't. When you've got momentum, don't put the title on her. Just have the Japanese woman that no one's heard of win just to just to play Meltzer, Meltzer Oh, there's another thing. I heard about some of the shit from Raw, like Charlotte was suspended for a for a week. A big anger with Charlotte beats up the referee, and then they bring her back next week. And speaking of Meltzer. I've gone off on a tangent here, but speaking of Meltzer going on last week, it shows how Meltzer's wrong. He's like, the suspension's because she's away to get surgery, like dental surgery and surgery. It's like, and then she's back a, a week. What's she, a way to get a fill-in or something like that? <laughs> and yet people still believe this guy. But one, one thing, just on a tangent as well, side note, the fact that Charlotte said, you've got my number, that's actually really quite sad because Charlotte's one of these people who's always in a constantly high position on the WWE card. And yet she's got Dave, Mel Dave Meltzer's got her number, which means there's honestly means they're probably in contact, which, which actually is worrying because why, why are you, why are like quote unquote top WWE stars in contact with his bum? Why are you exchanging numbers? It's kind of sad, kind of sad, but there's, there's, Dirt sheet dipshit has so much stock over, so much sway in the industry that no wonder it's gotten so unpopular in the mainstream. Very easy to see why, but anyway, big up to Sesame Street. I just have to say that this week's raw rating, as is with most weeks, has brought to has been brought to you by the letter L, as in lost to Sesame Street. So there you have it. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>